Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. And welcome back to the Matt Talk Podcast Network's presentation of the archive of Wrestling 411. Of course, Wrestling 411 was underneath the parent company of Media Sports Productions founded by Jay Robinson back in 2007. And in 2008, Kyle Klingman and myself, Jason Bryant, we came to Minnesota to do a radio and television and online enterprise. That did not go as planned, as you know, as uh, Kyle is back with the National Wrestling Hall of Fame's Dan Gable Museum. Myself, I am starting the uh, Matt Talk Podcast Network Enterprise. But this show is Episode 9 of Wrestling 411, and it comes from December 11, 2008. And this is where Kyle and I really had an enjoyable conversation with a guy a lot of people don't know in the sport of wrestling, at least they didn't know at the time. His name was Dave Pacheco, the head wrestling coach at Sacramento City College. That is a two-year school in Sacramento, California. And you know how wrestling has the, the junior college level. It's you know the NJCAA. Well, in California, the, uh, the California Community College Athletic Association, governed by the California... I think it's called the COA. I'm not exactly sure what it's actually called, but uh, they have a fall junior college wrestling league, and it's a one-semester sport. And I had a chance to meet Dave Pacheco at the NWCA convention a year prior, and I talked to Kyle and said, you know what, hey, we need to get this guy Dave Pacheco on because uh, at this point in the year it was starting the Division One, the big school college season, and California was just winding down, and they didn't get a whole lot of press. So uh, we had an enjoyable conversation with Dave Pacheco, who is still the head wrestling coach at Sacramento City College. This was Episode 9 of Wrestling 411 again from December 11th, 2008. This was recorded live at KOG, the radio station there at Augsburg College. Enjoy. Coming to you live, this is the Wrestling 411. Keeping the wrestling community locked down with the latest news and coverage tighter than any pinning combination. This is the 411 Wrestling 411. This is the 411 Wrestling 411 speed coverage like electrical bolts We up 24-7 like a heartbeat's pulse And it's the 411 if you want the results If it happens on the map, then we gotta report And this is wrestling, man, the realest sport that's around And if you didn't know about it, this is how it's going down International coverage to them NCAAs Everything on demand, and you can have it your way With the latest recruits, ranking spoken interviews Who, what, when, and where with the latest on the news, want a technique tip or something really entertaining? Here's a double light blast that'll keep you motivated. Got you training like a madman, getting it done on how to break him and take him until you make it number one. Coming fresh up off the press, you about to get some. And on to the wrestling 411. This is the 411 wrestling 411. This is the 411 wrestling. Be a part of, and Gable was part of it, and that was just a, a fun meet. So I hope they have something like that tonight, as it's going on right now. And the big matchup there, one sixty-five, Mozafe, Mozafe against Dang. Ryan Morningstar. That's going to be a great match. That I hope. is. Well, I can't wait to find out. Well, no, but and if you're going to watch this tomorrow, I mean, you're always going to know what happened. But I'm curious to see how that goes because 
Morningstar beating Reader like that, like I said on Tuesday's show, really mm-hmm. surprised me. And Moza Faye just doesn't really surprise me because he goes out there and just mauls people. He, he goes out there and wrestles hard. He's tough, real yeah. tough. So that's going to be the match to watch. And, you know, we're kind of changing directions a little bit here. This is a show that we normally talk about Division One wrestling. Well, we talk about everything. We do, but Division The last one, couple weeks it's been primarily Division One because that's the Northeast duels, Las Vegas, yeah. Iowa, Iowa State, Bedlam. Yeah, there's there's the big topics, but we're starting to see you get two big events this weekend at Small College Wrestling. We're going to really focus on here on Wrestling 411 today. And, of course, our guest in the second segment, Sacramento City College coach Dave Pacheco, is going to talk about this upcoming weekend, the California Community College State Wrestling Junior College Championships at Victor Valley College. So he's going to talk to us about the California Community Colleges, the very dynamic nature of the league, how many programs are in it, People you heard of, people you might not have heard of, why people need to pay attention to this, the fall season. There's so many things, and Kyle, I'm, I'm waiting to hear your hot box questions <laughs> for Coach Pacheco, who's been a uh, been a long time guy there at Sac City and in the California system, been a very uh, vital member of the National Wrestling Coaches Association, so and an all around just great guy. <laughs> Gotta throw that one at I you. I like first. how you said that, and we know what's cool is that this is something I really don't know anything about until you suggested we talk about the California JUCOs, and I like that idea to go in that direction because they're having it this weekend. And it's kind of hard to because we're kind of in the Midwest. You are on the East Coast. You're in the Midwest now. It's kind of hard to follow California JUCOs. Midwest. Midwest. I don't, I don't think that works. Midwest West side. <laughs> Midwest. Midwest. Let's look at Midwest, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm all over the place. Today. I think all it's over. that coffee I had. I had a nice iced white mocha from Caribou Coffee upstairs here at Augsburg College. So... Was it good? It was tasty. It was. I it's cold. It was. I'll tell you what else. We have some good, good sponsors on board. Absolutely. How I'll about tell, those sponsors? I'll tell you what. I'd like to have a cup of coffee with some of our sponsors. Sit down, and I don't drink, but if, uh, if they want some wine or a beer, it's on me. <laughs> you, you realize we're supposed to call it adult beverage? Adult or beverage. Or Kool-Aid. Whatever. Or, I mean, if you're trendy FM radio and you're a DJ, you're like, yeah, i got to get the Kool-Aids with the ladies, yo. No. Don't ever say Kool-Aid on this show. So, <laughs> but before you, know, let's, uh, you usually take the sponsors. I'm going to do it this time and thank them for what they do. And this is also just kind of another reason to talk about what the concept is, Wrestling411.tv. We have a lot of elements. You've implemented a tremendous element in the television aspect of this radio show, which you can catch online, Wrestling411.tv. And what I like about it is not only can you watch the broadcast – but you get to watch highlights within the broadcast. And that was what was neat about this last show, Jason, is you implemented a lot of the highlights from the Las Vegas Invitational. And I thought that was really neat because I didn't get a chance to watch every single match, but I got to see the highlights of the finals. Well, that's one thing with, with the television aspect. When we hit our, when the show hits the air, it's going to be that type of situation. And what I want to do with this show is we're here at this coverage. We don't want to just sit there and have a radio show. We want to have a radio TV, sh- a radio show, a TV show, and then that supplementary Mike and Mike style. Of, mm-hmm. That's not copyrighted. I don't think I think I can say that. Yeah, Mike isn't. No way. Most was it like the second most common name in the world yeah, behind like Muhammad probably. or something? Yeah, or, probably. I don't know. I was watching. Uh, I was. That's from <laughs> Superbad. Okay. <laughs> McLovin. Now, anyway, as far as the show concept goes, you know, it, it involves some editing and. And some hours, and I got to see a lot of great matches and a lot of great footage, and I want to show that. But at the same point, you know, Internet technology is where it is, where you can see full matches, you can see clips, you can see highs, you can get streaming. But because we are twice a week on the show, 
And the weekends is really where our big part of it is, is why not show, you know, the highlights of the finals as the commercial break? Because here at KOG, we don't have the commercial radio limitations that a lot of people have. We don't have four station breaks. Uh, they've been very gracious here. So with our replay, we can put a lot of those things in and expect some real good stuff from another tournament we're going to be hitting this weekend, the 36th annual Dick Walker Invitational down at Wartburg. So that's another topic we're going to talk about. So the Tuesday show, really where you're going to see a lot of the highlights. So I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. Yeah, and of course, it's uh, our story, our way, our story meaning the sport of wrestling, our way meaning that wrestling, and we are representing you. We get to tell it the way we want to, and it's not the media dictating what, uh, the mainstream media dictating what's said about wrestling. This is a, an accurate view of what's going on in the wrestling world and we thank our sponsors for being on board and supporting this program we could not do this without them we could not bring this great program without them brian smith taller and you got one sid for 30 sports versus one sid for three and huge staffs there are more division three wrestling parents than there are division one wrestling parents more programs. And I would venture to say that a lot of times Division Three gets a better draw. In being at Warburg, I know they get better draw than Northern Iowa does, and they're just right up the road. I think with these smaller schools, is really an intimacy thing. Exactly. And I don't know I don't know Division Two well enough because the only Division Two I was ever exposed to was Longwood College before uh, Don Lemish cut the program there hastily, I might add, and I, don't get me started there. Yeah. Another – you can just see the flames <laughs> trying to say that. We program. don't want a Jason Bryant rant. Trying to say that program eight years ago is one of the most painful things. He might, he, might, he might be worse in terms of interviews than Thomas Bay of Fresno was. I mean, just anytime we cut a pro – I'm not – 80s don't like me. I know. Oh, the good ones do because they're good people. Good, good for wrestling. It's the, <laughs> it's the one they cut the sport. It's when they don't like you. They're, the sirens are going off, but well, co college. I mean, legitimately, can You've they got get a co schedule on your wall? Well, it's uh, you know what I I like John Osendorp, and I, I tell you what he uh, I I talked to him just recently, and he uh, he's fired up to do this, and they have it in their backyard. That goes right up the road. Yeah, I mean, but they have the D3s right in their backyard. So, I mean, it's just... Literally like, up the yeah, road. Yeah, just I mean, literally like up the road. I think it's by the, the, the Slovak and Czech Museum or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if this is the year to do it for Co, this, this is the is year to do it. Year, I don't know, because it's not going to be very long before Augsburg loads up. Because they're going to load up. They always They're going to load up. I mean, it's and, the tradition. And I still think they're in good position now, even though they're a little bit down in the rankings. You know, you have a lot of firepower, and it, and it boils down to one thing. Can you score big points and get into that championship round and get to on the first place stand? Well, I, let's compare this. At how many tournaments can you get that, that aren't the Nationals that you can get number one, number two, number four, number nine, and number 11 in the same place? Not many. In a I field mean, that's not diluted by 50 other teams. Right. This and, is 15 teams. And it's not like Nebraska-Omaha where you're going to send guys there and then forfeit them for the All-Star. Yeah, this is a team-scoring I mean, event. This, yeah. is, this is not an open. And then you've got D, you're going to have some D1 guys scattered in there wrestling JUCO right now. You know? Yeah. Because there's some studs at Iowa Central and, and, and Nyack and Elmhurst, or Ellsworth, excuse me. So, man, you just gave the Dick Walker Open the biggest plug they've ever gotten. Invitational, excuse me. It's not an open. It's Plus, there's a kid from my high school wrestling for Wheaton. That's just always one of those things. It just adds to it. Yeah. Well, we've given that a good plug, but we also have some California Community College coming up. We have a uh, a great guest, and I, I believe you know him pretty well. Pacheco, yeah. I've met him, at the, met him a couple years ago at the NWCA Coaches Convention, and uh, 
just real good rapport and just very excitable and very, very knowledgeable on California Community College Wrestling. So he's going to be our guest in the next segment. Yep. We're going to take a break here. We're going to get him on the line. So a uh, quick break. A couple minutes. We'll be back with Dave Pacheco on Wrestling 411 Radio. We are back. Wrestling 411 Radio. I'm Kyle Klingman. That's Jason Bryant. And we are going to take a trip all the way out to California and we're going to talk about California Community College Wrestling. California love. Oh, it's not exactly Dr. Dre. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man, you are on a roll today. I'm having a I great like Thursday. I like it. And we got Dave Pacheco on the horn, too. I know. And he's uh, he's getting fired up for this tournament, I hope. And uh, he's in his 25th year as the head wrestling coach at Sacramento City College. And I know he wants to perform well. I know in 1996 you guys won this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I first of all, I just have to ask, how are you doing tonight, Coach? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Everything's going well so far. You, you feeling good about what's going to happen at the California Community College Wrestling Tournament? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, we got a lot of good wrestlers here. Looking forward to seeing them compete and uh, see who can knock someone off the uh, pedestal there. Well, this is in Victorville, California, and for our listening audience, this is something we just want to educate our fans about, and that is what goes on with California Community College Wrestling. This is something that's kind of different because California has such a unique dynamic in that you do not compete with other junior colleges. You guys are your own entity. First of all, explain to us a little bit, if you can, what California Community College Wrestling entails. Uh, we're a fall sport. It started around uh, one year before I got involved in it. They they switched over to a fall sport. I can't tell you the politics about it, but they switched to a fall sport, which made it a one-semester sport. And i got to tell you, I like one-semester sports. It, it makes it a lot easier taking care of the kids and getting them through. And, and academics, I think it all works out well. So we are a, a one-semester fall sport. We start basically the same time as football. We'll have our first competitions in the uh, early to mid-September, and then we finish, uh, this is our end of the season, mid-December. Well, you know, talking about the one-semester sport, I want to ask, because this is something I've always pushed for in a different way, is I think that Division One wrestling should start in January and go till April. Do you think this is something that would adapt into Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, and be beneficial? I think, you know, I, I mean, if, if you talk tradition, you know, you go with the traditional, you could do in the winter sport thing. I think nowadays, especially in college, with, with almost every sport being a, uh, a single sport in that most student-athletes play one sport only now. It's not like 20, 30, 40 years ago where a lot of the athletes did two sports or maybe even three sports sometimes. So, so with that idea, the winter sport idea, I think, came about to allow people to play more sports. 
and that's really not the case, at least not in college. I think in high school, you still need that. You got to have that. A lot of kids play a number of sports. But in college, I think now it's kind of a dinosaur in my mind. And we've talked about that spring thing. If the NCAA were to go to a spring sport, I think we would support that and we would try to switch over with them. Um, and just another thing, you, we do compete against uh, some of the NJCAA right now. They're starting up and we're finishing. For instance, uh, a couple of weeks ago we were at the Southern Oregon Tournament, uh, the best of the West they call it, and there were some uh, schools from Oregon and uh, Idaho and some of the JCs uh, around that area of the Northwest. So we do get a little peek at them, but not a lot. Let's talk about recruiting because as it's my understanding that with recruiting for California community colleges is that you're, you're under the stipulation that you have to recruit from the local area. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, we are actually called community colleges. That's, that's our, our official names. And so the whole idea uh, is that you recruit from areas uh, close to your college. They, they've increased it a little bit um, uh, in the last five years where we can go into what they call contiguous area where we touch somebody else's boundaries. We can go into their boundary now. But that's pretty much it. There's a couple of colleges that are allowed to recruit outside of California because they, they're, they're isolated uh, away from uh, the mainstream schools, and there's not a lot for them to recruit from. Now, with that said, if someone were to call any of the schools up, uh, uh, I'd give my number and I'd probably be illegal. But uh, <laughs> if you call any school, if you're interested in California Community College Wrestling, you call that school up. They can talk to you all they want once you make contact. Uh, but legally, we can't go out and, uh, and, and make the first contact. Now, Coach, has that rule been kind of relaxed? Uh, is the contiguous area been bigger because there's not as many California schools wrestling at the junior college? I believe there's, what, 22 that are comp- yeah, uh, competing? No, it's not about wrestling. It's a, it, they made that for all sports. And I think it was because um, I think they just felt like they had made such a small area to recruit from, like maybe a 20- or 30-mile barrier, that they increased it to maybe 60 to 80 miles. I'm not sure exactly what it is. So that would make allowable for some kids that want to get away from home that – you know that that people don't talk to them uh, and they wonder why and and uh, so, so I think it was more for all sports, not just the sport of wrestling. Well, with with wrestling though, you don't have as you know. There's probably what there are more sports, more schools with teams than wrestling, right? There are only, there's only yeah, twenty. We have twenty two twenty two teams that wrestle in California, and California probably has I don't know exact numbers somewhere around one hundred and five to one hundred ten community colleges. We are talking with David Pacheco. Head wrestling coach at Sacramento City College, and he is going to be participating with his team at the California Community College Wrestling Tournament, State Wrestling Tournament, I guess you call it, this weekend. And I want to ask you about the concept of this. What's kind of the excitement going into this uh, as far as just being there? You get parents, you get fans there. Is it uh, is it a pretty electric event? Yeah, you know, you know, we don't get the big crowds uh, uh, that that you would think like say maybe the high i think the high school state gets a bigger crowd than we do i know i know they do but but it's still the excitement's still there um um community college is, is almost like uh the, the middle the middle child because the, the the parents support their kids a lot at the high school level and then you get to the college level community college is kind of a stepping stone for a lot of these kids not quite as much parent support uh the community is going to support the high school more than the community college uh, and then if you go to the next level, the four-year level, you, you tend to get a lot more support at the four-year level because you have a lot more people on campus and such. Most of our community colleges do not even have dormitories, so it's, it's a commuter college for most of them. Not all of them, but most of them. So you don't have that, that crowd on campus that will come and watch as much. When you have a rivalry, 
school, you'll get a, a really good crowd for those. You know, maybe four or five hundred people come to that one. You know, which you know maybe by most standards that's not a lot, but uh, you get four or five hundred people in a, in a small gym. It's it's, it's a pretty good crowd. Now, coach, as far as the recruiting aspect, there's another part of it as other colleges recruiting your kids out of the uh, junior, uh, the California Community College system. Obviously, Santa Ana College has been pretty successful in putting kids on the next level. And Santa Ana, I never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as, and what about, uh, you know, and Sierra's got some kids go through, you've had some kids go through, but the schools like San Francisco State in Division Two, Cal State Fullerton, California Baptist now on the scene in California, you know, Cal State Bakersfield, yeah. those are seems to be the schools that really pick pick the best kids out of the California system. What is the biggest thing for you as a coach to try to get your kids on just beyond the state borders of California maybe to wrestle at a really high-profile Division II or a, a, a mid-level high-profile Division One program? You know, I, I think all of the coaches try to get their kids to the next level. You know, give you an example from last year's group uh, just off the top of my head. Uh, you got Eric Nye wrestling at Arizona State. Um, you got uh, Ryan Chagru, um, kid out of Modesto Junior College, wrestling at uh, University of North Carolina, Greensboro. I have a young man, Juan Archuleta, was a state champion for me last year. He's wrestling for, for Purdue right now. Um, Santa Rosa sent Kyle Griffin to Oklahoma State. He's starting for them. And, and as you mentioned, Fullerton uh, has a few uh, starters like Tim Hawkins and Devin Velasquez. Uh, you, you mentioned some of the NAIA schools and D2 schools. Um, California only has, I mean, you look at how many co- community colleges we have, uh, and and basically, uh, what are we talking about? Twenty percent of them uh, actually have a wrestling team somewhere around that. Uh, four-year schools aren't much different. There's only uh, seven or eight colleges in California at the four-year level that compete in wrestling. So we have to look outside those boundaries uh, to to get our guys off to other schools. Um, we'll look. Uh, some of the guys go up to Southern Oregon. Uh, I've had guys go to Linden, Linden, uh, Linden. What is it? Lindenwood? Lindenwood, yes. In Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Missouri Valley, Dickinson State. Uh, Chadron State, Nebraska. I've got uh, actually one of their assistant, their assistant coaches, a former wrestler of mine. Uh, he was an All-American former a couple of years ago. Uh, so Chadron State, we've sent a few guys there. So you know, we we look for places that are looking for guys, and and we we you know you don't hear about us a lot, but we're out there. We're out there in a lot of schools that that people don't realize. How exciting was it for you in '96 to win that uh, state title? Oh, it was wonderful. You know, and you know the nice parallel is, is here at Victor Valley. That's the uh, only the second time they've hosted it, so I'm, I'm hoping we get some of that magic back. But, uh, you know, I think for anybody, if you win that state championship or, you know, a, a national championship, whatever the, the, the final uh, tournament is for your, your group, it's, 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 a, it's a great feeling. You know, not, not just you, but the kids and everyone who was a part of the program that made it happen. And looking at your staff, it looks like you guys have quite a big staff as far as assistant coaches. And did I see Jackson Kistler on there? You know, he's not with us this year. He was on there last year. They haven't updated. He was a, he's a part-time volunteer last year. Um, he just had a new baby, uh, baby boy about uh, six, eight months ago. So he's, he's staying home a little bit more. But, yeah, it was great having him in the room out there. Kids didn't even know who he was. You know, he's, he's been around a while. And so our guys don't know the history of the sport. But the Kistler brothers are all famous in California if you were around the uh, late 70s, early 80s especially. So. Now, Coach, you mentioned those those coaches on staff. What is the dynamic in terms of being a head coach at this type of level? Because, uh, you know, Silva at Santa Ana has another job. Most of you guys have other jobs. You're not necessarily full-time uh, professionals at the school. Talk about that coaching dynamic a little bit and basically how different yeah. it is by school. It, it takes a special guy to coach at this level for the most part. Myself, I'm full-time right now. I have been for the last 10 years. 
But for uh, 16, 17 years, I was a part-timer here. I would work middle school during the day, come here in the afternoon and coach, sometimes teach some night classes in the evening. In fact, my, my, uh, my head assistant, uh, Walter Ulrich, I've been with me for 12 years now. He's an elementary school teacher. He does what I used to do. He comes in after after he gets done teaching, uh, does the practices with us. In fact, he's our main technician. He's a two-time Division II All-American out of Chico State. Uh, and and uh, then he'll stay twice a week and run some classes, some weight training and other classes with other students. So it, it takes a lot of time. It's almost like two full-time jobs when you're not full-time on campus. And uh, we only have, like I said, maybe six or seven of us uh, out of the 22 that are full-time right now. Um, we'd like to see it uh, more. It just depends on the philosophy of the school. depends on the monies that the schools have. There's all sorts of dynamics that come in. Um, but we'd love to see a lot more of the schools get full-time uh, coaches on staff. So they do have to juggle a lot more. Coach, one of the things that I think gets underrated with wrestling is that California is a great wrestling state. Going back to 2004, the first Three wrestlers in the Olympic team were all from California. State tournament is incredibly tough. I believe there's only been one four-time state champion in Daryl Vasquez. Talk about what kind of respect wrestling gets in California. Do you think it's uh, appreciated like it should be? I think it is. I mean, if you look at some of the bigger schools, uh, you got Varnard, Iowa State. He's a California three-time champ. Um, uh, you've got, uh, well, at Oklahoma State last year, you had Morgan there, and uh seems like had... Oklahoma State's had three or four guys. Uh, yeah, Chris Pendleton. Pendleton, um, Munoz. Munoz. They've had a number of guys go there and do well for them. So I think I think we get uh, the, the problem is our guys that go out of state, sometimes people don't, people don't recognize them as being from California. And so then people, all they look at is what's in our state and how we're doing there. But we have a lot of guys go to D1 level out of our, out of our high schools, uh, the, you know, the blue chippers, and, and do very well. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So is that the goal with your program, is to have them go to the next level? I mean, are you recruiting them based on that? Um... You know, I always want my guys going. And, you know, uh, I always emphasize with our guys the academic part of it because, you know, it may not happen that you go to the next level. But I'm a perfect example of the California Community College system at, at its basic. I came out of high school, never made the state meet. Um, my first year at junior college, community college, I was barely 50-50. And then my second year is like I, I, I don't know, I found something that I knew how to do. And I peaked a little bit and I got to go on. Uh, I went to uh, – Idaho State University, Pocatello, Idaho, which no longer has a program. But we were uh, we were always battling with Boise State, which has a great program nowadays. And uh, I got to go to Division One Nationals twice, you know, and I never even made high school state. So that's, that's what we deal with a lot. I don't have a single state placer on my team, but yet we have state champions here at Community College that will go on to the next level. In fact, my best guy right now, Cody Vasconcelos, he's undefeated, 30-0. He made it to high school state but never placed. And he's ranked number one in the in the, in the nation, the state. He's getting a lot of looks from a lot of a lot of coaches right now. Yet, three years ago when he was in high school, no one was really looking at him. So really? we get a lot of kids like that. They're still growing. Uh, love to get that state placer, but we don't 
my school doesn't seem to get them. Some of the others do, but mine doesn't. But that's okay. We, that's what coaching's about, isn't it? Getting uh, kids and making them better. That's right. And one of the cool things that, and just looking at some of the dual meet scores, this looks like exciting wrestling. It looks like half of them are pins. You have a few forfeits, but see a lot of thirteen to nine and eight to six. It looks like it may be a, an exciting brand of wrestling. There's a lot of exciting wrestling. There is. It really is. And and. Uh, for the, the people come and watch it, they, they get a, a good deal. We had our North-South All-Star meet, similar to what the NCAA does. We do it uh, kind of mid-season. And we moved it to Monterey, where there's a the Monterey Clinic going on there. It's been going on like 30 years. And we moved it there this year for the first time as part of their clinic. And so a lot of high school coaches there, and uh, they, they, they loved it. They got to see a lot of it. A lot of our top wrestlers going against each other. And so that was really, really a good event for us. So we're going to try to keep it as part of that program. But there's a lot of good wrestling. I'm not saying there's going to be some, some down ones, but there's no, it's no different than any other level. You're going to have some mismatches here and there. But uh, you take our, our teams for the most part, and we've got some really good teams and some excellent individuals that will put on a show for you. Now, Coach, Jason Bryant here again. Uh, your team was third in the north section. Can you talk a little bit about what you think uh, is going to come out of the state tournament this weekend in terms of who's the favorite? Fresno City won the north north section. Santa Ana won the south. Are those the two top guns? And, and can Sierra, Sac City, Cerritos jump in there and pick them off? Well, you know, I always think we can. Uh, speaking of Sac City, you know, uh, we've got nine guys here, but, you know, we, we're going to have to step it up a little bit. I, I would say... Honestly, I'd, I'd put Santa Ana slightly ahead with Sierra right there, only because Santa Ana has uh, one more qualifier, but they're both pretty close. And Fresno kind of made a statement last week by sneaking by Sierra and uh, and uh, went in the region. So, reality, I think those three are the best three shots, with Cerritos being a dark horse and maybe Essen and Lassen, uh, you know, because of our numbers. Lassen qualified 10, we qualified 9. So we don't have uh, maybe as many of the... Uh, the uh, powerful wrestlers, but I think we've got guys that could do it on any given day. So uh, that would probably, I'd say those six teams would be in the mix for the, those, those spots. All right, Coach, this concludes the formal portion, but there's no way we're letting you get out of this. We have a section of the program called the Hot Box. We give you five <laughs> questions. We lock you in the sauna, trying to make you sweat. Coach, you ready to go on the oh, Hot good. Box? going to bring back bad memories. No, I mean, these are just <laughs> random questions, not, not necessarily bad memories. We're just trying well, to... I was, talk, I was talking about sweating in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we can't put the athletes in, so we never put the athletes in the hot box. Yeah, but you coaches are completely game, so... Yeah, you're completely... You're ready, coach? All right. All right, give it to me. Question number one. What exactly is a SoCal boy? SoCal boy? Yeah. Uh, SoCal, Southern California, so someone comes up from... Grows up in Southern California. That would be my best guess. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that. I was you're from California, so I wanted you. Yeah, to we're NorCal. Yeah, see, I, ah, see, there's the other. That's, that's the B answer. He gave the alternate, the other terminology, SoCal, and he's not. We're NorCal. I think that's the correct yeah. answer. All there right, you go. If that's you, one. If you could bring in any coach to your program to teach for a day, who would it be? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of good coaches out there. I'm going to step back a little bit. I just remember when I was in, in junior college, and this gentleman came and, and did a little clinic at our school, and I, I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And Joey Say, you know, he, he, he came in and just, like, wowed me. Now, I've seen a lot of guys that have done very well, but I, I, for me, that would be something special, seeing right. him again. I think that's a good answer. We're giving you two for two. That is correct, given, yeah. Okay, well, I'll take it. All right, number three. The only reason I can ask this, you can't see it, Coach, but I have a full beard. I've grown it out uh, quite a way. I've seen you have a handlebar mustache. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your handlebar mustache? 
one being high and ten being low. No, ten is the highest. Ten is the best. Uh, right now, uh, that picture wasn't a good picture, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so right now, I'd put it at about an eight and a half. How's that? Eight, eight and, and a half. half. Eight and a half. I was going to give you anything over seven, but I have seen it in its all-ranked 11 glory, so that is a correct answer. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, if you would have said anything below seven, we would have docked yeah, you. Yeah, we'd have to dock you a point, Coach. Oh, good. I, I didn't want to go too high. Yeah. <laughs> we'd have to we'd bar the door on the sauna. You'd be in for another five minutes. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, question number four. Who wins in a street fight in his prime, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Sloan, Bruce Willis, or Stephen Neal? Stephen Neal. <laughs> I'm, I'm just making sure that you're, you're in there and you're not getting into the Hollywood fluff. All right. I, so, I was going to go. I was going to go with uh, Bruce until you, Bruce Willis, the little guy, until you threw Stephen in. So. But no, yeah, no doubt about it, Stephen Neal. Uh, <laughs> last Kaye. <laughs> last question. You've been coaching for over a quarter of a century. What is the strangest thing you've ever seen at a wrestling meet? The strangest thing I've seen at a wrestling. I'm meet. sure you've probably seen some pretty. Okay, this this was a 1996 state championship match uh, tournament. We were warming up. Our team was warming up, and one of my current assistants' coaches is uh, Lawrence Sines. He was on that team, and our our team had one of the strangest warmups. They just kind of want they they kind of want MMA on each other back in the day. They would just like beat each other up, choke each other up, and uh, Coach Owich and I were watching them warm up. And uh, one of the guys I can't even recall who it was started a chokehold on Lawrence and didn't stop. Choked him out. Passed him out. <laughs> so so we asked Lawrence. We teased him to this day. We said, Lawrence, why didn't you tap out? And he goes, he had my hand trapped. And he pointed to his right hand. I said, what about your left hand? He goes, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. so watching him get tapped out, it was pretty strange because we're getting ready for the state championships. And it's not good seeing a one of your regional champions get tapped out. Man. Or not get tapped out, get choked out. Great answers. And I tell you what, we've had fun with this interview. You're out of the hot box, but really appreciate you coming on. Hope everything goes well tomorrow at the California Community College State Wrestling Championships. And really, really had fun. Thanks, Coach. Hey, thank you guys for having us on. We really appreciate you getting us out there. And everyone who's near Victorville, come on out and support it the next two days. All right, David Pacheco. We're going to have to take a short break here. We're going to be back. We're going to be talking about a variety of topics next on Wrestling 411 Radio. We are back, Wrestling 411 Radio. I'm Kyle Klingman, joined by Jason Bryant, and we are fired up after that interview. What, no nickname this time? No, only nickname at the beginning of the show. That's the only time. No, you you came back with one two weeks ago. It did, but you're still Wayne Newton. That doesn't end. Yeah, at least I'm not Wayne Brady. Well... You're Wayne Newton, and we love you for it. You have that golden voice. Does Wayne Brady have... Oh, sorry, I can't... <laughs> Some things I still can't say on the radio. do want to mention that uh, it's kind of cool anytime wrestling gets a plug, especially in for- Sports Illustrated. Uh, Brandon Carter was in... Dustin uh, Carter, yeah. Dust- Dustin I'm Carter, sorry, sorry, Dustin Carter was in uh, Sports Illustrated. And they I didn't mean to correct you on air. No, I'm glad because uh, I messed up and you want to... That get kid's a remarkable story. He's got the... Qualified for the Ohio State Wrestling Championships... Has uh, no arm, basically no arms, no legs, yeah. and one of the strongest kids. Go to YouTube and Google this kid, Dustin Carter. Pretty cool, right there. We qualified for at a tough weight in a tough state in Ohio last year. He's at a, at a high school now. He qualified for high school nationals, and it's great to see uh, that type of thing in SI. Yeah, and uh, they had never met the to... kid, but I hear great, great things. Uh, he's a real, he's a real, real inspiration for a lot of people. Um, not necessarily drawing comparisons to Kyle Maynard. You cannot bring up Kyle Maynard. Uh, when you bring up an athlete like Dustin Carter, Dustin did amazing. I mean, he's forty something and four on the season in Ohio. Yeah. 
I mean, that's, yeah, 40 and 4, you nailed it. And they talked about it in there. Yeah. How did you know that? I, I, you you forget I did high school rankings for three years. And, and then uh, they had a picture of Pakistani wrestling, which you can see right there, which is kind of cool too. And I, and I think this is fitting because it says, in a country where the gentleman's game of cricket has millions of followers, these wrestlers with their bodies and legs covered in sand and oil have not even 100 admirers. So we're going to try to change that. that. Sounds, you know what that is? That sounds a lot like... American college wrestling. It, I sometimes. mean, it's funny reading it. It's like nothing changes. So we, we respect that uh, Sports Illustrated put two great pictures in there. We also respect that the National Wrestling Hall of Fame announced their recent class. And I know you're going to be excited. What a class, about man. What a class. Got a couple of Virginia guys in there. A couple of Virginia. You're psyched about that, aren't you? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Are you pumped? <laughs> we have to pump you up. Just I need to work on my voices, too. It's been a while since I'm getting back in the ring. It's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. Eddie Eichelberger, Peter Blair... Les Gutches, Dennis Kozlowski are all going into the National Wrestling Hall of Fame as distinguished members. That's a great class. I mean, that's a really good class there. Les Gutches, kind of a not a surprise, but you know, when he came up, he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, the yeah, most, makes yeah, yeah, probably the youngest of of the crew. I mean, who else do we got nominated uh, with the other awards? Yeah, you have uh, Larry Gibson, Med- Medal of Courage, Arno Neiman, who's I, I've gotten to know, just a, a great guy. Yeah, you know, Arno, you, you talk to Arno quite frequently. I, yeah, I have actually never sat down and talked to Arno. Man, he's a great guy, and I tell you what, what an asset for the sport, and certainly well deserving of that. Steve Silver, and, great. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned him too on the program. Steve earlier. has been Steve has been extremely supportive of us. He's been extremely supportive of me personally. Yeah, and I can't thank the guy enough for what he does, and he's so down to earth. He mean, is. There's hey, a nice you know, guy. He's just he's he's good people to have involved in the sport. Just you know, with his furniture company, that's one thing. But what he does for wrestling is really Phenomenal. it's kind of hard to put a definition on because it's so broad. Yeah. And if you talk, he's just such a grounded guy, man. Just real good to me, and he's been he's been a real help in helping me cover some events like the World Championship. So I, I am always thankful for Steve Silver, and I think this is a a very humbling thing to happen. I think it's very. Uh, it's honorable. Obviously, it's a Hall of Fame, man. Yeah. Don't. I mean, I don't think there's anybody in this sport that is involved in this sport in one way or another has not thought about, man. What if I could be in the Wrestling Hall of Fame for something? You know, as if, or if I if I win the lottery, I'm gonna win 160 million dollars. How many colleges are gonna have wrestling? You've probably thought about that. I don't know if you play the lottery, but no. If well, you ever thought about coming into a large sum of money, how many colleges would have wrestling? Yeah. I've thought the about philanthropic that. need. I mean, that's like that would be a Hall of Fame type thing. Steve Silver, great man, is uh, Les Gutches. I only caught him at the tail end of his prime, and the two Grammy guys. Obviously, I didn't know uh, only on reputation, but Eddie Eichelberger and Pete Blair, both Granby High School in Norfolk, Virginia alums, coached by the legendary coach Billy Martin, mm. mentioned in the Granby Roll, a book that uh, recently put out uh, about Coach Martin. You know, I don't. I, the, I didn't really know uh, Billy Senior very well. I had a chance to get down to the farm here and there, and know the family pretty well. But Pete Blair, interesting thing about him: if you go to his bio, yeah, it's, it's talk about cool. his accolades. What did he win? He won how many NCAA championships? I uh, believe he Looks uh, like two, right? He won One or two, two. Yep. And he was on Olympic team. On Olympic team. You know how many state titles he won in high school? None. Zero. You know how many how many times he started in high school? None. None. He was not the starter. That's on a team at Granby. That's crazy. And makes two Olympic teams. That's really... That would be unheard of right now. That is unheard of. That is like me, who (laughs) never started from a high school team, A, winning two national titles, and then making the Olympic team. So right now, that would have put me on the Olympic team last year, for example. Man. 
That's well, granted. It's he was great, probably thinking. It's a great story. I take that back because he was probably he's definitely a much better wrestler than I was, but not starting. It's like the guy that's like, ah, oh, I can't beat the starter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I and, couldn't beat the the towel boy, the towel girl, or whatever. <laughs> Actually, I did. I did have a couple wins in my career, but uh, well, not like I wasn't the I wasn't the bench guy like Pete Blair. I mean. Yeah. This, that's Eddie a, Eichelberger, lead what a, high. What a great story. You want to talk that guy coached by two of the greats? Coached by Billy Martin and coached by Jerm Lehman. Are you... Yeah, that's, that how is many, good... There's a lot of Grammy guys that went up to Lehigh. So, I mean, he was one of them. Eddie Eichelberger is regarded as one of the finest wrestlers to ever come out of Virginia. And the thing is, people are starting to not realize that. We need to embrace that history. We need to let people know, yeah, Eddie Eichelberger was a national champ. I mean, this is just from being from a Virginia mind because... After Wayne Boyd, it was like another 30-some years before we had an NCAA national champ hailing from the state of Virginia, and that was two-in-one year, Carl Perry at a great bridge, and then Byron Tucker, who wrestled his last year at Western Branch, and he's from Dinwiddie. So two in 2000, and it was like 30 years before that. So and then, Embrace that history, folks. It, Get to know your local, your local high school wrestling heroes and, and just read about them, find out more about them. There's so much. How many books has Chapman written about wrestling? Right around 14. Yeah, something like 14. that. I mean, I'm sure you can find a Mike Chapman book anywhere. Yeah. And uh, finally, I can't uh, talk without uh, Chuck Yegla getting the outstanding official. Chuck Yegla, without a doubt, one of my favorite people in the sport. He really he made my season last year just you know, going to, to meets with him. We went to a Wisconsin meet. And once he got out of the officiating, this guy is hilarious. Really? I mean, oh, I mean, he was just a blast. He, he started bus trips onto Iowa. Uh, you know, he he let his Iowa bias come out. He came in. <laughs> he would come in. Oh, you threw that one out of the air too. No, he would let it come out. He he would come into the museum where I worked, and he would uh, start chanting "Run, Oki, Run," kind of a, a chant. I, I mean, he loved to get into it. And we should have uh, asked Jack Spates about that last one. <laughs> well, was that it, was that Yankla sitting there yelling at him? Oh wait, he was probably officiating the match. Yeah, I mean, when he was officiating, boy, he was right down the right down the line. He did not, you know, let his guard down. But now that he's out of it. Boy, he is, he's just having fun. With you know, the sport. that's one thing I really want to ask some of these officials that aren't doing it anymore. I know Mike Allen; he was a Northern Iowa guy, and then Yeager was an Iowa guy. Mike McCormick, who is probably the one official I know better than anybody of the current NCAA wrestling crew, he wrestled at the University of Virginia. I'm questioning how tough is it as an official? I mean, that's your job is to call it down the line. But when people know, it's not about trying to not look biased. It's about the opposing team knowing, hey. He went to Iowa, and he's ref in the mm-hmm. match. Yeah. So I'm always wondering about what goes through the referee's mind. But honestly, I'd actually love to never talk about referees because their job is to basically never be noticed. Nelson Woodhouse is an NCAA wrestling official, wrestled a, he officiates high school down in Virginia. And he told me one time when he started really getting to the college officiating, and he goes, I watched my son's state finals match, and it didn't dawn on me until four or five years later who the official was. That's, so that's the sign of a good official is not being yeah, missed. And, and you, you bring up a great point because at the NCAA tournament every year, it's the officials that I like the best are the ones I never notice. I mean, and that's it's true. You want them just to be in the background, call it straight, and just be the – Don't be the star of the show either. Right. You don't want to be the I star like of the a, show. I like why, you know, when, when I have to notice an official doing something and I notice how crisp and clean and he's not – Sitting there going, uh, that's not two. He's going to make the call. He's going to go two. Yeah. Uh, Jim Chung out of Maryland, man, that guy knows how to call a match. So that's one of those type of things where you'd, I, you'd like to not talk about the officials because yeah. that is a tireless, that is a thankless job. You cannot do anything right in the minds of anyone. <laughs> but you know what? You bring up something funny here because I tell you what, if you make a, a bad call, people will hold a grudge against you for the rest of your life. And I've That's seen it just happen. the fans. Imagine what the wrestler feels. Oh, I mean, uh, you, you know, 
few years ago in 1980. They're going to put a wall up around Ann Arbor for one one certain official. We will. Oh yeah. Not going to mention his name, but man. But I, I remember being at the Big Ten tournament. There were some Hawkeye fans. There was a controversial call between Tim Krieger and Jim Heffernan. And I tell you what, these people held a grudge against that official. They just were all over this guy. And but was it as bad as, say, youth football parents or something slashing tires of the official? No, I mean, it, it's kind of all in good fun, but it's bringing up the past. And when you make those calls and they – And it was against the Iowa. And it was against the Iowa. Against Iowa especially oh, Iowa. I mean, Iowa is just like, boy, you don't – in Iowa's mind, you don't – They have very good memories. The Hawk fans Hawk definitely fans have good too. memories, which is – Ooh, I'm glad <laughs> I haven't done anything to uh, annoy the masses of them yet because, yikes. But uh, great class, and if you get a chance, it's uh, going down to Stillwater for the National Wrestling Hall of Fame weekend. I was able to go two years ago. and it, When is the date for that, by the way? I uh, didn't even see here. I don't know if they have the date set. Well, WrestlingHallOfFame.org yep. would be a way to find out. Leroy Smith, the executive director down there, former coach at Arizona State. i got to get down to Stillwater because uh, – I think I got a little. I got to get a picture with a certain uh, name on the wall. Whose name? Who do you think? Jason Bryant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a little shameless plug. I'm, uh, it's just uh, the Dellinger Award for Amateur Wrestling News is listed there, and I just I kind of smile every time I think about it. I'm like, man, I'm not even 30 yet, and my name's in there. June 5th and 6th, by the way. I just found it. Wanted to get that in there. But it's a great weekend. It's it's fantastic. And what's going to have to make a road trip down the store. I, I'm going. I mean, with Chuck Yegler going in, he called me and told me about it. I was we excited. Get, we should get the party bus, get you to drive it. <laughs> yeah, get me to drive it. We'll go down. I think it'd be a great time. Hey, we'll pick you up along the way, too. We'll stop in Columbia, Missouri, pick up some people. We can get one of those big auto rent fans. I like it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's make a, a yeah, road trip down and, to the and Hall you can drive. I'll drive. I'll have to get my uh, chauffeur's license or something like that. But. Uh, in the meantime, I'll uh, I'll work on that and make sure I can drive a bus, and we'll go down to uh, Stillwater and have a great time. And, and the best part is, is that these legends come out in mass. I mean, this is what an education that you can have to go down to Stillwater and meet these guys because they come back and it's wall to wall legends in the Hall of Fame. It was just like packed with people, and you don't get a better weekend if you're a wrestling fan. And, and the first time I was at the Hall of Fame was be when we hosted the All Star Classic there a couple years ago. And oh yeah. You know, I wasn't taken back by the size. I mean, I've had the chance to go to a couple of Hall of Fames, but I didn't go to the Round Ball Hall of Fame in Springfield, even though I spent a summer basically 10 minutes away in infield Connecticut. Kind of disappointed about that. Haven't been to Cooperstown. Huge baseball fan. Driven through Canton, Ohio. Never been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But the National Wrestling Hall of Fame in Stillwater? Been there. Didn't have a chance to get to the Gable Museum last year because I was working 18 hours at the National Duels. But with the reopening, I'll be sure to get there. Yeah. But, you know, even with these museums and these... Uh, Hall of Fame, it's just walking around and, and just reading these things and knowing the history and having not been exposed to wrestling at an early age. And then just it's it's amazing to me that the wealth of information you can just learn by sitting up and looking at a stone plaque yeah. or or reading through a leaflet or looking at old posters. It's I mean, Jack Childs at Drexel gave me a couple old Bobby Weaver posters and some old 88 Olympic team posters. And I'm like, man, just the. How how different people looked back then. I mean, I know I know Kenny Monday now, but I don't really have a good memory of him as a wrestler and just watching him in his prime. Amazing. Yeah. 
And, and let's give a you know hats off to Leroy Smith. He's done a great job. Leroy's there. a good man. Saw him yeah. in Vegas. He was in Vegas. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad he, he gets to the events. And, boy, you want to talk about a guy that knows his his stuff as far as just technically he knows the sport. Leroy Smith knows the sport. Dale City, Oklahoma. Dale City. And did you know his brother coaches at Oklahoma State, John Smith? I think Smith? so. And I think his buddy, uh, there's another another guy from Dell City that uh, is a pretty good coach in Oklahoma. You know who that is? David James. David James. At Central good Oklahoma. Call. High school teammates with Leroy Smith. Good call. That's all I hear about every time I see DJ and Leroy. Hell <laughs> City, baby. I love it. And Oklahoma's, you know, really is a hotbed. Yeah, we have to get DJ on the show, too. He's, be, there's a lot of guys we need to get on the show and, and starting there. But, you know, it's it's fun. You know, I, I get critical of wrestling, especially with the, uh, the lack of offense a lot of times. But it's when you read about these names and you see these legends, it's really the people behind it that really make a difference. Everybody's got a story. And... Yeah. I think this is something that we as wrestling fans, and this is not just this is not me talking about you. This is me talking about myself as well as fans. We need to actually educate ourselves better. And yep. here's why: we need to read. The nation is becoming basically mindless when it comes to attention span. Nobody likes to read anymore. Mm. If I remember, this is an issue I had when I would write a story for Intermat. People would grab the scroll bar, they'd scroll up and down, see if it was too long, decide not to read. Yeah. So I started breaking my stories up into five, six hundred words a piece. They got a lot more read because the attention span. Read a book. Yeah. Read, read, read wrestlers at the trials, which I got to do because Jamie Moffat's going to be on the show in a week or two. I read the fighting Scots of Edinburgh. I know more about Edinburgh now than I ever did. Mm -hmm. And I, I got friends from Edinburgh, you know, read any book you can about, just read about the history of the sport. I mean, even if, even if they're not even great books, still read them. Yeah. And, and David, education is not a bad thing. Yeah. Going back to what David Pacheco said, remember he, he kind of referenced that these guys don't know anything about what's going on in wrestling. And, you know, he's talking about his team that way that, you know, even talking to these coaches, they don't know, they know the history, but a lot of times their athletes do. And I think it's the obligation, obligation, not responsibility to educate their wrestlers Read. about yeah, reading is, reading reading about is crucial. It. Comprehension I, is crucial. And, and once you can you, watch all you want. You yeah. can go, hey, well, no, read and go to events. That's the best. That's how I learned. I went to one wrestling match when I was a sophomore in high school and I never missed one again. Hey, that's the way to do it. Just uh, be fanatical. Found that's out the, the rules, is. found out the weights, decided okay, did the math. Got a fall at 189. All right, match is over. Oh, really? Why is it over? Well, we were up by seven. They can't win. Oh, okay. So then I'm sitting there doing the math. Okay, so we need three falls. Just I just got in my blood. We're about out of time. We're about out of time. It's, been, what, a, it's, it's been a fun show. David Pacheco was an awesome guest. It was fun having him on here, learning more about the California Community College Wrestling, and they have it going on this weekend. And, and information on that, you can find CACCWrestling.com. It's operated by John Sachs, one of the great wrestling photographers. Operates TechFall.com. Score schedules throughout the year. Link to it constantly. Uh, CACCWrestling.com and information on John Sachs will be out there taking pictures for tech-fall.com. So a lot of information about the event. Check there for the results. We'll have some info from Wrestling 411. We'll talk about that on Tuesday. We're going to be heading to the Dick Walker invite. Well, I am on Saturday, and that's basically how it's going to wrap up. For David Pacheco, Jason Bryant, I'm Kyle Klingman. Thanks for listening. Join us next Tuesday for more Wrestling 411 Radio.